Legend has returned. Today I'm talking about an excellent action scene from The Mask of Zorro. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i am talking about the mask of zorro in particular a fantastic action scene uh this movie is a nostalgic personal favorite as i will address later but uh, this scene in particular has stuck with me for a while because it's three-tiered and every tier is awesome so without further ado let's get started the mask of zorro is a personal favorite I've already written extensively about why, including its Batman Beyond approach to the character, the practical approach to action scenes, and the fun blend of action, humor, heart, and often horror the movie does so well. Of course, if you want one scene, or rather one extended action scene that demonstrates why this movie works, look no further than Alejandro's first true outing as the Man in Black. After going undercover as nobleman Don Alejandro de Castilla Garcia, quite a mouthful, our new Zorro is in training has hit a roadblock. He knows what he needs to find, a mine with slave white workers mining gold so Don Montero can steal California from Santa Ana. But even after visiting the mine, he's not sure where it is. To find the mine's location, Alejandro will have to infiltrate Montero's hacienda and steal Montero's map. But there's a lot of guards and Montero's daughter Elena in his way. So why does this scene work? Let's start with the lead-in. Believe it or not, Alejandro hasn't arrived as Zorro in this movie yet. He's gone through extensive combat training, had one awkward fight to get his horse, and portrayed a nobleman to go undercover. But in terms of full man in black uniform, he hasn't done that yet. But for all his stumbling, he's handled the job rather well. He's maintained face with the Dons, charmed Lena, and kept his cover under wraps. However, admits, he admits to Don de la Vega that his hatred is overwhelming him. How can I do what is needed when all I feel is hate, he says. And right on cue, De La Vega says you hide it with this while holding Zorro's mask. It's a great payoff that shows how much De La Vega trusts Alejandro now after all of that work and training. And as awesome as that is, we're not done. Because De La Vega announces Zorro's return with a giant-ass Z burned into the landscape, a la the crow, to distract people as Alejandro infiltrates the compound. It's a literal and figurative passing of the torch. Now we have to get into how Zorro fights. The Mask of Zorro understands the appeal of swashbuckling heroes like Zorro. They're not just awesome because they can sword fight and ride horses. They're awesome because they're having so much fun while they do it. And that's how Zorro is portrayed by Antonio Banderas, as a lively jokester with a purpose. And it's also how he fights. Through this entire scene, Zorro feels like he's punking everyone he fights. He toys with Captain Love, embarrasses guards, and is constantly quipping in between exchanges. It looks like this is child's play to him, or at the very least, he's having a lot of fun. He doesn't go for killing blows and prefers to pull off an acrobatic escape versus KOing the entire room. Those acrobatics include flips, bouncing around in between horses during the later chase, and some gymnastics through trees because why the hell not? His goal always seems to be evasion versus confrontation, but if it does happen, let's have fun with it. This approach really stands out against Captain Love and Montero, who are both fighting angry and clearly letting their form slip for power, which Zoro can in, in turn turn into escape opportunity. It's why he's able to fight both men at the same time. 
Even when Elena is able to disarm him, he doesn't panic. He just uses what's around him and flusters her until he wins. That playful nature makes the scene itself feel playful and upbeat, so the audience can enjoy every second of it, and that's perfectly in line with what De La Vega told Alejandro to do. You hide it with the mask. We also have a perfect example on how to do a modern sword fight. Martin Campbell is a great guy to tap if you want to do practical, old-school action. He has an inherent understanding of scene geography, knows where to put the camera and how to stage things, and most importantly, knows how to keep things interesting. All of the sword fighting in the film is staged like traditional fencing, with distinctive stances and an emphasis on blocks and parries versus a series of hits. And admittedly, that can get boring unless you liven things up. For this scene, we've got the aforementioned acrobatics, a few kitchen sink approaches, for instance, a well-timed punch or kick in between blade strikes, and different kinds of encounters at and enemies. At one point, it's a group of five, the next it's just Captain Love, and then it's Montero roaring in, and so on. It keeps changing the terrain and paradigm to keep things interesting. We also have some of the best stunt work ever put on screen. Practical stunt works ages so well, and this movie is full of it. And I could go on about every gymnast they got to do flips, or how well the, all of the actors handle a sword on screen. That all requires a ton of time and commitment, but the stunt showcase in this scene is the scene's finale, the horse chase. The setup feels like it exists simply so they could do a series of horse stunts, and I'm all about it, because they are amazing. In this scene, Zorro is trying to work his way up the caravan that thinks it's chasing him to his horse. Which means we've got a movie's worth of horse stunts as Zorro takes out each rider. We've got flips to switch direction and pull off a punch, riding two horses at once, hopping across the back of two horses, and in one of the best blink and you'll miss it stunts ever, hopping over a down branch on the back of two horses. They did that for real, and I'm so glad that they did. And then we have the sexy sword fight. As dumb as it can be, I'm a big fan of the flirty fight between Zoro and Elena. I'll admit there's some dubious stuff in here, but the scene reads less as creepy, but rather playful. It's all played for laughs, and it's clear that these two are meant to have undeniable sexual chemistry between them. And not for nothing, but this is the closest Zoro comes to having his ass beat, specifically because he doesn't think Elena is a worthy opponent at first, before he gets disarmed multiple times and has to improv his way to victory. It's also an element you don't see in modern action movies. Usually women and children, unless they're the hero, are removed from harm's way, and there's no sexual tension to speak of, just person versus person until someone is dead. And that tense, playful dynamic is a welcome reprieve that also gives Catherine Zeta-Jones more time to shine. Zorro's return in The Mask of Zorro doesn't work because of innovation or anything particularly novel. It works because it does all the little things right, from Zorro's fighting style to the stunt work and an excellent lead-in. This movie does its very best to prep the audience for Zorro's return and delivers on its promise. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.